now entering the horror sector. Hello and welcome back to the Horror Sanctum podcast and Merry Christmas. Um, we said we weren't going to give you a traditional episode this week because Christmas is on a Monday and we meant that. Uh, hopefully you've already listened to our first Christmas special we had, which we dropped yesterday on Christmas Eve, uh, where we just talked about our favorite horror Christmas flicks and open presents from one another with Vito as Santa Claus. Uh, we had a lot of fun with that one. But when we were doing that episode and leading up to it, we were talking to Kellen and we realized that he has never seen any of the Black Christmas movies, which is one of our go-tos every year. Uh, if you're not familiar with Black Christmas, Black Christmas 1974, Black Christmas 2006, Black Christmas 2019. So they've made three of these films. Uh, our buddy has never seen any of them. So we thought it would be fun. Um, I'm sure there's a term for it. It's kind of like if you saw Deep Impact before you saw Armageddon, you probably liked Deep Impact more. Uh, I was an Armageddon guy. But we were curious if Kellen, we gave him the task of watching all three films in reverse order, if that would change, well, not necessarily change because there wasn't anything there to change, but if he would have stronger opinions about the ones he saw more recently than the 1974 version. We thought this was a great idea. If you're familiar enough with the show, you know, usually we watch movies Kellen hasn't necessarily seen uh, and we like to berate him for it. So why not do it on an entire episode? Um, so without further ado, Kellen, uh, tell us about your experience watching the films in order. Uh, tell us how you felt about each one. And then we will yell at you after. <laughs> Yeah, so um, so like Jay said during the um, our Christmas gift opening episode, uh, several of y'all mentioned Black Christmas, and of course I had to throw in my heaping helping of disappointment to the group, uh, letting them know that I hadn't seen any of the Black Christmas films. Honestly, the first time that I heard the term Black Christmas, I was thinking that it was a um, Medea movie. <laughs> so. <laughs> Um, I did not realize that uh, the original Black Christmas was from 1974. Can we pause right there just for a second? If you stayed after, well, actually, after our Christmas Eve episode, I told a story off air. And because you just said it out loud makes me more comfortable saying it. But we went and saw, I want to say it was the last Star Wars movie in 2019. Does that sound about right? Um, and when we were leaving, I pointed at the Black Christmas poster. I'm like, I want to see that. Uh, mainly because Imogene Poots, I adore her. Um, but someone, I'm not going to say she has a tragic last name. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I'm not going to say if it was or was not my wife, but, uh, someone said, is that the new Tyler Perry movie? And I will never let her live that down. Uh, I'm sorry, but proceed. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I, honestly, like I, I didn't know, I didn't know that was the 1974 black Christmas. Um, it, the earliest I remember it popping into my head was probably the late 2010s. Um, probably, I guess, because of uh, Black Christmas 2019, I probably uh, overtly heard people talking about the original. So I had no experience, no um, um, prior history of knowing even what these movies were about. Uh, it wasn't until this podcast that I realized that the original was kind of an old, um, somewhat slasher film. Um, I don't know that you would call it truly a slasher film, but kind of um, 
testing the waters uh, in the 70s. It feels like, especially 74, feels like it it was trying to draw from um, The Exorcist, especially with the phone calls and the the way the talking was and using some of the more vile language that he uses on the phone. Um, So it it feels like this is one, 74 was one of those movies that was kind of progressing the horror genre a little bit, trying to dip its toes in the water to see what boundaries it could push. And then um, 2006 comes along and kind of reinvents the original while keeping the same feeling alive. And then 2019 comes along and um, decided to just do whatever the hell they wanted to do. <laughs> so as far as watching them in reverse, like Jay said, I watched I watched 2019, 2006, and 1974 in a 24 hour period, and I watched them in that order. Started with 2019 um, with. Um, Imogene Poots, uh, Carrie Elwes, who's um, always a treat, uh, but we'll get back to him in just a second, Brittany O'Grady and Lily Donahue. Uh, then I watched 2006, starring Lacey Chabert, Mary Elizabeth Winstead, Michelle Trachtenberg, and Andrea Martin. And if you remember Andrew Martin, or if you know who she is, she was in the first one as well, because 1974 starred Margot Kidder, John Saxon, Olivia Husey, and Andrea Martin, uh, who was also on the last season of Only Murders in the Building. Um, probably the most recognizable face from the original other than Margot Kidder. Um, so I'll just get right into it. 74, I enjoyed. I, I, I like that movie. Um, I think in the group chat, somebody said I probably thought it would be slow. No, 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 no. You're starting with 2019. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. Reversal. Yeah. This, is, this, this is this is what me. this episode is all about. Reversal. This, this is, this is, this is, this is, I'm putting them in the order in which I like them. So, so you're talking about the least favorite one first? Well, if we were going to do that, then we'll talk about 2019 because that movie was straight hot garbage. Okay. Um, okay. Was... okay. So, okay. So, just yes. so we're clear, you're going to talk about them in the order that you preferred them. So, you like 74 the best. Yes. And okay, I will proceed. say, I will say, so, so 74 I, I like because um, it's kind of like a horror movie baby. As far as, I mean, when we get to 74 with Texas Chainsaw Massacre and then, um, a little later on with Halloween and then you get into the eighties and the true slasher flicks where they were really starting to push the boundaries on how much gore and blood they can throw into a film. Um, this feels like this is where those kind of movies are really starting to get their footing. Um, the casting is great. I will say in all three of them, the casting is phenomenal. Uh, that's one thing all three movies have in common. Um, 74. Um, it just, I mean, it, it's just, it's good. It's not, I, I don't think it's a classic. It w- I wouldn't consider it a classic horror film. I can see why it could be. Um, but I mean, it's, it's, it's just a good movie. None, all three of these, none of them are great <laughs> to me. Um, but 74, it has the, it has that, um, that feel of that genre from the seven, those 70s style movies. It's acted really well. It's done really well. Um, it, it may be the first instance of the lead female character being a complete idiot. <laughs> when the police officer is telling her just walk outside because the calls are coming from in the house and she's like i'm gonna go deeper in the house that was that became a staple of 90s horror films um 2006 2006 my favorite is my favorite cast just because mary elizabeth weinstead michelle trachtenberg trachtenberg and uh lacey chabert are all three of my teenage uh crushes all three of them I loved, especially Michelle Trachtenberg as the cast girl in Pete and Pete, because that was about the same age. So, and let's was... not forget Dean Malenko as Billy <laughs> for you wrestling fans out there. A yellow Billy. Yeah. Um, 
2006, I feel like they did a decent job for a early 2000s movie trying to pay homage to uh, early horror film. As far as they kind of kept the idea the same, and then they tried to do some 2006 stuff with um, having Billy have a sister and then giving the whole backstory. The backstory is absolutely insane. That's the most insane part of any one of these three movies. So out of all three of them, and we can all interject in this. This is just us talking about this movie, but 2006, I think, story-wise was the best because it did show us background. It did show us, you know, the, the... the issues he had at home and why he became what he did and like the whole incest thing. But uh, I appreciate that the most about 2006 because I'm pretty sure it was like a seven or a nine on the tomato meter. Uh, People absolutely hated it when it came out and I get it because you're remaking a classic, but same thing is uh, some of the other remakes we get like Rob Zombie's Halloween gave us more background on why Michael Myers is the way he is, which is why what yeah. I appreciate about the 2006 is because we're okay. Sure, Billy, let's say Billy a present, but why the hell is Billy doing all this shit? Yeah. But I, but see, I think that takes away some of the magic of it. Yeah, I like that it was different in 2006, and so it's it makes it more of its own movie that you show more of that, and then you get the kind of the double killer thing for random reasons. You just decide to make him yellow. <laughs> Well, like I think permanent I jaundice. Think what you don't see and what you don't know is, to me, the theater of the mind's always scarier. I mean, yeah. I, I can understand the argument. It is cool that they try something different, but I always like the idea of not knowing. Like someone is crazy, but you just don't know why. Well, see, I get that, and I appreciate that more. But to me, they already had a history with Billy. We don't know why they have a history of Billy. That that that's the thing. Like if it, Billy was just a random guy that showed up and started killing these guys or these ladies in '74. That that gives a little bit more mystery, and I would I would let that go. But the fact that they you know save a present for Billy and all this other stuff, they know who Billy is. They're aware of this this lore around him. It did make me want. Okay, what happened? Why is this the way it is? So uh, yeah, but well, I, in two thousand six, Billy's those. not the killer. Um, I mean, he kills people in his own area, but it's the sister who's the killer in two thousand six. So it's, again, they took the original and then they twisted it. You know, with by adding the sister, adding the tragic backstory of his mother being the absolute worst. Um, we'll get into uh, how depraved the mother is, uh, but you know, like you said, incest. If that gives you an idea, um, so Billy, Billy being a uh, father, brother, <laughs> is that was such a curveball, especially for that cast because you know these are like at the, the peak, you know of their careers or Mary Elizabeth Weinstead probably early on in hers, but I mean, Lacey Chabert was an established actress. And so they just throw and, that and in And the there. fact I, that his name is Billy and what happened in that movie goes along with the terms hillbilly. Yeah. <laughs> I also just realized that basically Billy is with yellow skin and all is basically Bart Simpson from that tree house of horror episode where they, they lock up his crazy twin. Oh yeah, the crazy twin. Yeah, just yeah. was. Yeah, Bart I was. Simpson. I was think whenever I see that one, I always think of Sin City. Like that's <laughs> yeah, where my mind goes. Oh, I was can it, who see was, that. Was Elijah Wood was he the yellow one? Uh, yeah, yeah, I Wood think so. Sin City. Oh, yeah. it was um, yeah. No. No, God, the guy who was in Terminator Three, I forget his name. Yeah, he was the yellow guy with like the big John face. Connor from Terminator Three. Yes, yes, yeah. I forget his name, but yeah. Um, yeah, and 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 what seventy four and two thousand six both take on um, you know 
interesting topics because 74 it, it talks about the abortion she, she the girl wants to have an abortion which is very taboo for 74 um incest is always taboo um so i feel like i feel like six took 74 and tried to bring it to a new audience with with while making it kind of its own movie then we get to 2019 and 2019 is at no point did I enjoy this movie. Uh, I enjoyed Imogene Poots. She's she's a treat. Um, I I wanted to enjoy Carrie Elwes, but I don't know why he chose that accent. <laughs> why he didn't just go with his normal speaking voice. Um, the accent he used in Stranger Things as the mayor was better, kind of a deeper version of his own. Um, but I don't. He didn't sound menacing. You're if he's supposed to be the head of this organization that. Let's just get out of the way. This is a supernatural political movie that is disguised as a horror film. <laughs> this is not a it's horror film. It's disguised as a remake. It's disguised yeah, as a remake. Right. And there is, I mean, if you take away the phone calls, it, Blumhouse should have made that its own film. And I've said that from the jump. Because like like I said earlier, I love Imogene Poots. I watch anything she's in. She's fabulous. Um, so when this came out, I bought it. And I watched it. I'm like, what the fuck are they doing? Why not yeah. just make this as now tell me right now on the spot if this was not called Black Christmas and it wasn't a remake would you have liked it? I didn't like it anyway. Um, so you didn't like so it was just <laughs> the way the whole process. And, 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 and the reason I didn't like it is because it was so in your face with the politics. Yeah. yeah. If you're going to be a political it movie, it is heavy handed with movie, the Me be, Too stuff. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's be a political movie. If you're going to be a horror film, be a horror film. If you want to have political undertones, like so many horror movies have, make it, make it as the secondary. This was literally just punching you in the face with Me Too the entire time. The, even when the, the big reveal happens, it's all about how the patriarchy is trying to keep women subservient and and it, 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 like i said it wasn't a horror movie at that point it was and it was you, you get in line or we're gonna kill you Not that seems to be storytelling now though a lot because what happens now is like filmmakers i don't know what if, if maybe it's studios used to filmmakers would have a story and they would hint with subtleties and themes and like Subtext. all these allegories right yeah now it's the opposite it's like basically they're like we have to push this agenda so let's fit a story around it. And I think that's just the wrong order of making a good film. They, they don't opinion. respect the intelligence of the audience anymore because right. they don't think this this new generation is, is smart enough to get subtext. So you got to hammer it yeah. over the head now. And I want right. to say we're a group of four men. So this could come across as tone deaf, but watch that. Watch 2019 and you will see what we're talking about as far as we're not against the message. It's just mm -hmm. if you're trying to be a horror film, be a horror film. If you're trying to be a political film, be a political film. Um, the 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 whole issue with the main character in this movie feels forced for the plot um, of the movie. Um, the the activist character that's you know her friend is so unlikable in her approach she's so pushy and and angry and i get that the anger at the time for what was going on and all this stuff that was coming out with with harvey weinstein and bill cosby and all that i get i get the frustration it's the very much a movie had. of its time it's hard to yeah. watch it even a few years later out of that bubble though but if you want to be that angry she needed to have the reason to be that angry the, if anybody should have been that angry and that forceful, it was Imogene Poots' character who was who was, you know, being pushed aside for trying to 
bring to light that she had been raped by one of these sororities. She should have been the angriest one, and they made her weak. Was they made her the PTSD? Yeah, it completely destroyed everything that they were trying to build as a political movie. So this is not. I think just because it has the name doesn't mean that it should be included in the um, black history lore because it's black Christmas lore, because it's not that movie. The only, like Jay said, the only thing is the phone call and the sorority girls. That's the only thing they took from it. Everything else. It was like, they were trying to cram together five different horror movies into one, which they had some interesting ideas there. I still want to know what the deal is with the cult and the bleeding, the black stuff from the eyes. And apparently it replaces the blood of the people who are like under its spell. Yeah, it's like, it, and I think Jay mentioned it. It had some good ideas. John may have said it too. It had some good ideas. It's just the execution was horrible. Well, it's like if you took what it reminds me of is it's like if you took the kids and little rascals, the He Man Woman Haters Club, and you just basically aged them up to be 22 <laughs> and totally fucking idiot and one dimensional. That's what this movie is. It's one dimensional, terrible writing all across. Like, there's yeah. the only characters that are likable are like characters that are either weak or they're put in a position where they die or they're stupid. It's just like people are not this dumb. We're not this dumb. You don't have to yeah. treat people like they're this dumb, you know. But yeah, and they and they, it definitely pushes. They push that the men in this movie are all evil except the one guy. Um, even the guy who's like that. You you made our brother look terrible, and he would never do that. And then five minutes later, he's trying to do that in the next scene after just saying he would never do that. We, we it, well, okay, well he might not, but you're definitely going to because you're trying to. Uh, it was just it, like I said. It was just they they shoved the politics so far down your throat you didn't have time to digest the horror. <laughs> it almost it almost felt like they were taking advantage of the situation of the Me Too movement too. Oh, too. absolutely, it's um, definitely a money grab. They're like, hey, I almost want to say, and I have no no nothing to back this up, but it almost felt like Blumhouse and Jason was like, hey, this is a good idea, but let's add this Me Too stuff to it. And it, you know, again, in a standalone movie, that would have been fun. And like Kellen said, we don't want to you know poop on any of that because that's 100 percent a thing it's should be called out but don't call yourself black christmas there's not even anybody named billy in the movie is there no you know what it feels like to me honestly it feels like one of those guys was a billy (laughs) separate movie idea and then they got the ip of black christmas and then they tried to shoehorn it into being this thing without really trying too hard like i'm sure stuff is stuff like that has been done many times before but this one felt that way this one felt forced and that's that that was my biggest turn off about it the premise is the premise is super interesting interesting especially if you dive more into the multiple sorority houses are all getting attacked at the same time which they which they hint at with the other house and that girl is it happening to you It, it it could have been a good horror movie if it was its own thing like mm-hmm. like you said but to try to tie it into black christmas then it feels like it, like like you said it feels forced it feels like they were trying to m- milk the black christmas name while also pushing a different narrative and it just didn't it just didn't land <laughs> yeah. i would like and- to see a remake of black christmas 2019 uh a smash up with it follows and somehow like really leaning it lean into the sexual thing of like how that's connected somehow with the cult and something i don't know because you don't know what i mean they briefly talk about the black substance 
but that's just so fucking random. Like, hey, by the way, this statue uh, kind of bleeds like the Mother Mary, uh, but it's black ooze, and it's going to completely change the way you. See. And, and it's the founder it. of this historical college. Is they should have called it yeah. Hawthorne. Call the, the movie Hawthorne, and release it on any other date besides Christmas. Take away the Christmas aspect, and I don't hate the movie. I don't hate the movie anyways, if I'm being honest. But again, biased uh, by the person. Yeah, over she's, my shoulder, she's great. Isn't it? She's great. MG Pooter Poots. I want yeah. her and Florence Pugh to have a like a detective story together, like Pooh and Pewts or Poots and Pewts. <laughs> like I would love to see that. I will say, I will say, that watching all three of them in reverse um, was an interesting endeavor, just because watching 2019 set the stage for what the others should have been if you're making if you're making remakes or reboots or whatever you should be able to watch them in reverse and feel that you're watching the same movie just at different times in history and that did not happen at all except for 2006 and 2000 uh, or in 1974 2006 just feels like an expanded version of 74 with um more violence (laughs) um and and more character development on the um antagonist side really but 2019 like i mean it just it does not feel like it follows it does not feel like it follows the direction that those movies go as far as the premise and everything it feels like they just again money grabbed try to take the name and and make their own film um i i I liken it to what i said about the uh, last james bond movie if it was not a James Bond movie, it probably would have been a really good movie. But because it was labeled as a James Bond movie, it was terrible <laughs> because it yeah. took everything that you expected and threw that out the window. Same thing with this. It, if, even watching it in reverse, when I watched 2006, I was like, well, that's two different movies. And then when I watched 74, I was like, okay, okay. 2006 did what 2019 should have done, should have yeah. expanded. It, it should have either expanded the the franchise in a different way with the same sentiment or it like you said it should have been called something completely different and not tried to take the black christmas name or just leave it alone that's my argument just leave it alone stop remaking things stop trying to redo just make a different see movie, that's where we know? different i think you're a purist and i completely get that and there are some movies that are sacred and shouldn't be remade black christmas is a movie that should have got remade and it should have got remade well because it is such a solid story but seven in the 70s movies were so different and we don't get as much as we would get in 2006. Like 2006 probably takes it a step too far mm-hmm. uh, with the violence and the yellow skin and his you know, liver problem. I think they tell too much and, of the backstory to where it takes away the mystique of the character. And the sister looking like one of the uh, Wayans brothers from White Chicks. <laughs> right. Yeah. But there's other movies like we were just talking about uh, the Polar Express. Like while that's not a horror movie, that deserves to be remade because that animation is shit. From yeah, when they made that originally, and take out the one kid that looks like me when I was that age with the glasses and the rocket ship shirt, and like there's just the oh, most yeah. annoying little shit in that entire fucking movie. Uh, but I think some movies deserve to re- be remade. I'm sure this one will be remade soon. You know who should do it? Eli Roth. Let Eli Roth handle it. I'll be all right with that. Yeah. A- yeah. After could, Thanksgiving, he yeah, he's on a roll. He could cut himself a nice niche in the horror community doing uh doing holiday Holidays. horror. Yeah, and I'm here for it. Um, I'm always okay with remakes as long as it's not something. Don't remake Goonies. 
you know, there's some things that are Halloween was sacred, but I'm also a huge Rob Zombie fan, so I'm okay with what he did. Um, I'm okay with remakes, but I'm also surprised that you went in the order I think we all agree on 740619. Uh, I think we're all in agreement there as far as what we prefer. I am a little shocked and I'm proud of you, bud. Like, I'm proud <laughs> of you. Like, you, you did this in 24 hours. Like, we weren't going to do this episode because it's, it's fucking Christmas. So, um, but you did it. You knocked it out. We made time. And here we are. Um, and I you didn't disappoint you us. Like, yeah, you I thought you were like You 06. liked it in the correct order. Then there is only I thought it was going to be 067419. <laughs> That's and what the I The only thought. reason I That's thought you were like 19 is because of what we've already touched on is it's not fucking Black Christmas. It's right. something completely different that they decided to do. Yeah. Oh, so no, I, to go, I will Bond. say, like Jay said, it's it's not terrible. It's just kind of an incomplete movie that's overly shoehorned into the Black Christmas. It's not a Black Christmas remake, and it's way too heavy-handed with the Me Too stuff. Yeah, and yeah. and I almost I almost would give 2006 the nod, but there's parts. To, 74 is a good solid film. There's I mean, obviously it's from 74. So there's things, if they did a remake, a true remake that they could have improved on. Um, but the, the, the fear in that one feels more sincere. 2006, some of the stuff is campy, hokey. It's goofy at times. Well, it's um, just quality the filmmakers. Killers. Yeah. Bob Clark is just way better of a filmmaker than that. 2006. I mean, that's, that's the end of this. Like with all of these movies, like 2019, there's an idea there, but that gestation doesn't work because the writing's bad and the filmmaking's bad. It's like, that's always what these come down to. It's, it has nothing to do with the time and age. It's just like, are you a great filmmaker or are you not? And, and Bob I Clark think, was. Think, Nine yeah, years I, later, he made another Christmas classic, not a hard, the Christmas, yeah. the Christmas story. One, and, one year ago, we, well, close to one year ago, our Christmas episode last year was Better Watch Out. Kellen, Better Watch Out or Black Christmas 2019? See, Better Watch Out because Better Watch Out's a good movie. That kid is just so <laughs> annoying. Um, yeah. And you just, you want him to get his. 2019, like I said, there's just nothing that draws you into any of the characters to like, like you, you, you sympathize well, with besides Imogene Poots. Poots. Yeah, you sympathize with Imogene Poots, but her friends are just, ugh. Uh, they're the worst <laughs> the, and it went very mean girls with the musical number oh yeah uh, that and was that was odd yeah. to me and they didn't develop the villains in 2019 well at all well i, I, so I digress much. because the me too movement developed those villains already in advance before this movie came out yeah the villains in this movie <laughs> are men and frat boys yeah that's true we've that's been established point. for a yeah. while yeah well and it's funny because you if you it in the seventies, it wouldn't have gone over because frat boys were the cool guys. I mean, animal house and, and, and revenge of the nerds. The, I mean, even though some of the ones in revenge of the nerds were kind of douchey, you know, the frat guys were supposed to be the cool guys. And then there was definitely a but, shift. But and there's hardly any frat boys in the 1974. But, and, and the guys that the guy that you see the most cure delay from, from 2001 the space odyssey he's you can't really call him a frat boy he's like a music college uh piano you know master guy but yeah. that's that's the thing about the 74 movie though is she's pregnant she wants an abortion she meets with kier delay and she's basically saying like this is what i want to do and he lashes out on her and that one conversation is like better than like 
both of the other movies just because like <laughs> there's a lot of layers there and you don't have to be like thrown in your face like a four-year-old like this is what you want you think like i just well, and they're they're in two know. different places in the relationship yeah. like she's she's kind of on her way out and he's wanting to double down on taking it all the way i mean he literally i mean imagine the emotional uh roller coaster you would go on if you go up to your girlfriend and you're like hey i I just I I think you're the one and I, I want I want us to get married and she's like, Oh, I'm pregnant and I want an abortion and I don't think we should be together anymore. Like that's, <laughs> that's a lot of heavy stuff, regardless of the time, but especially in the seventies. <laughs> to take in in one conversation at Christmas. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I'm and I like glad... the twist of seventy four better than any of the others. Um the twist being that where she basically beat her boyfriend to death and they assume that he was the killer. The only issue is why would you leave her in the active crime scene? <laughs> I go go to sleep in this active crime scene uh, and <laughs> good <Right>. night. <laughs> but I mean, that's that that was that was probably the most um, original twist. Well, it was all. also the first film to do the old uh, urban legend idea of the calls coming from inside the house because this come out five years before the first film what really stranger calls well stranger calls with with yeah. the, the lovely uh carol kane mm -hmm. i love i love my carol kane. we just watched scrooge, scrooge last night yeah, I, just I love carol kane so much pandemonium like she's fantastic in that um i am glad that Vito wasn't able to join us because kellen did exactly what we didn't expect him to do and we wanted Vito here to be uh to rip him <laughs> but he, he 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 followed suit and man Good job, but I said that already. But good job. I honestly thought it was going to be 2006. I would have put I money on it. I yeah, I would have figured. I'd have lost money. Yeah, and and like I said, that's it's got that one's got terrible reviews. But go back and watch it. It's not a terrible movie. I, I feel no, like people are just now coming around to to that one, and it's it's a shame that it don't really have a Blu-ray release in the U.S. It's it got like a region free. Even uh, yeah, even the one I have is from Blockbuster. That I, I saw that. I almost commented on that. <laughs> But, you get the DVD though. I got the DVD for like eight bucks on and it's Amazon. not unrated it's bare, version. It's not bare bones, so we don't get to take a shot. But I'll take one anyways because it's, it's been a day. But it's it's almost. Well, I think bones. you know like two I, things on it. I think the thing about the 2019 one too is like it is a film of its time, but it's just also kind of insulting to the audience of its time because I think it's fair to say. I mean, we don't. I don't even need to say this, but like anybody who's a rational, decent human being, you're anti-rape. You're anti-hurting people. That's obvious. That's common sense. Like, you don't need to make a movie to point out things that are stereotypical to the point of being stupid just to make a movie. Like, I just... I'm, I, I'm very anti-rape, but I'm not very anti-people need to get hurt. <laughs> right. Well, I mean, some people do need to get hurt. I don't read, know. I just, read Kellen and I's text conversation sometime and you will be appalled. Correct. That's true. But So, yeah, we're I'm all in agreement. And that's absolutely right. Yeah, we're all in agreement with Kellen's order. Decent, her, decent person would say no to that. Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I, I I cussed out many a people. I mean, it's like, way to be in the Christmas spirit. I'm like, that bitch cut me off first. <laughs> or that asshole blocked the box where I couldn't get to my exit. So I was in the Christmas spirit. They were not. They were trying to uh, bahum me, bahumbug me, and they succeeded. Um, but we're all in agreement with Kellen's order, right? I think we all appreciate 74 and like that one more. Um, that's my favorite Christmas horror film ever. I watch it every year. My it's thing with 2019 great. too, <laughs> excuse me, is if you take 
Imogene poots, poots out of it, I wouldn't like it as much because she's the reason that I was drawn to it anyways. Um, well, she grounds the whole thing, you know. Yeah, she's the best character. Falls apart. And she's a great actress too. Yeah. Yeah, and if you're not familiar with her stuff, I have it pulled up. So Vivarium, which is an incredibly strange movie, but I enjoyed it. She's in 28 Weeks Later. She was in the Fright Night remake, which I think was fantastic. I love that one, honestly. It's so it good. good. She was uh, Green Room. Has anyone else seen Green yeah, Room? Yeah, I know it's on my list great. for Kellen to watch, but Green Room is one of my favorite movies. That was an early A24 film, too. Yeah, and it's Patrick Stewart as a neo-Nazi. Hello? Oh, wow. Watch the fucking movie. No, that's uh, great. But she's been in a ton of stuff. I Kill Giants, which is a very small release movie that's very, very that. good. Yeah, I I've own heard it, too. Of that. Walmart has the steel book. Go buy it. It's fantastic. That's a, that's a movie that, if you're going to watch it, make sure you... you uh are in a really good mood because that'll bring yeah. you down real quick. <laughs> mm. Super um, dark. So. The one thing I will give to 2019, I will give one prop. They recreated the exorcist three nurse kill. There's the scene where the girl's going in the door and it's a wide shot and she's walking out and one of the killers comes behind her and like strangles her. Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah, uh, yeah, yeah I was yeah. like, that was kind of cool. I'll give them that. So yeah. They all, they all kinds of weapons scare. too. Like even in the picture above me, he's got a uh, bow and arrow. I like, I like the bow and arrow thing. Play. I like the weird mask with the black hooded cults. I kind of like the bleeding the the oil type thing. Yeah, there were there were great that. pieces to this puzzle, but the puzzle was put together incorrectly. Yeah, right. That's what I think about twenty nineteen. It's a great takeaway. Tyler yeah. Perry, do better next time. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it! <laughs> all right. Well. Any, any any final thoughts on Kellen's list there, guys? What is Carrie? So I love Carrie. I was I love him in Princess Bride. I love him in Days of Thunder, Twister. What is it that he, as a British actor, seems like he has a fake British accent? Right? Always is it <laughs> not weird? Is it? It's That's like he's exactly not. The, it's, it's like, like he's, he's trying to speak have an accent without having an accent while having an accent. He's yeah, like uh, he's like um, Robert Downey Jr. in Tropic Thunder. He's a dude yeah. playing a dude disguised as another Robert dude. Downey Jr. Right. is going to be the new Kang the Conqueror in Marvel. Wait and see. <laughs> Canceled. <laughs> Canceled. <laughs> oh, me. All right. Well, Merry Christmas, guys. Yeah, Merry Christmas, Christmas, everybody. Merry Christmas. Kellen, again, we're we're all proud of you. Collectively. <laughs> Vito, who is here in spirit, is proud of you that he didn't get to yell at you. Um, unless I'm completely... Uh, misplacing what I think Vito thinks. Like maybe Vito likes 06 more. I seriously doubt it. I don't oh, know. No, no. no he said his. I think he said his favorite Christmas horror was seven. And 06 isn't even the best slasher film to come from the two thousand early two thousands. So no, not even close. <laughs> not even close. And if you right. can't have a white Christmas, by God, have a black Christmas. <laughs> there you go. Well, Merry Christmas from all of us here at the Sanctum. Thank you guys uh, for tuning in. We hope you have enjoyed this uh, what year and a third that we've put in. We got some shows lined up already for the new year. We've got some guests coming in, uh, so it should be a good time. One day, I promise. One day, we're going to get back to that bucket I have over here that has a ton of our movie choices for when we first started, <laughs> and we were just going to be a review show. But that, you know, pivoted awfully quick, which I'm thankful for, and I'm glad it did because we've made a lot of good relationships. Uh, we've had a lot of great interviews and we've had a lot of uh, uh, good times with one another. So uh, in the year that was 2023, we this is the shining light. Uh, 2023 can go fuck itself in a few days. Uh, we will have a New Year's episode. Vito will return. We talked about Terror Train with Jimmy Lee Curtis and David Copperfield. Um, so we hope to see you back then. Um, so 
be sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel or to wherever you're listening to this podcast. We would greatly appreciate that. If you have Amazon Music, I have a playlist on there featuring artists and songs from the movies that we have watched and talked about so far. Uh, it's pretty solid soundtrack. I know a lot of people don't have Amazon Music. Maybe this year I'll try to expand that to other platforms. But as for now, Amazon or bust. So, um, and follow us on Instagram, of course. And if you're a member, if you're on Facebook, be a member of our congregation over at the Horror Sanctum Podcast, uh, where we share trailers and photos and all that fun stuff. Uh, also, so- if you don't have Amazon Music, Garth Brooks' entire catalog is now exclusively on Amazon Music, if that's of interest to you. What about Chris Gaines? I think that's all. It's all on this. So, <laughs> and if you don't think that if you don't think that Garth Brooks mentions uh, Warrant Horror, just Google uh, "Where are the bodies, Garth." Oh no! Oh no! <laughs> that's a whole episode. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's a whole another thing. We definitely have to have a video on for that one. All right, I'm Jay with John, Kellen, and TJ. And uh, if you're going to watch Black Christmas this week, start with seventy four, oh six, nineteen. Uh, Make sure you're progressively drunker as you go. (laughs) Right. Uh, Unless you're just Imogene Poots fan, which you should be. All right. Signing off. Until next time. Keep it spooky. (laughs) 